Welcome back to Pretty Little Grown Men. I'm David Greenwald. I'm Dom Sinicola. Hello. We, we have a very special supersized episode, well, supersized <laughs> guest panel. Hopefully we won't get to the 90-minute mark, which we did last week. Uh, why don't you wonderful folks introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Andrew. <laughs> That's Andrew. Hi. We have a room, so this is kind of a, I, we should probably. Don't explain it anymore. <laughs> Stop explaining it. It's a room full of people. Um, they have all been, uh, some people who have been on the podcast before, uh, some who haven't, um, new friends, old friends, we're kind of welcome. Blue friends. Them. Blue friends and gold friends. Um, <laughs> gold friends, they bought a membership. <laughs> yes, yes, our new sponsors. <laughs> um, and, uh, so this is the episode that we, I believe we've talked about at some point, um, of doing where we have uh, Andrew come on and uh, debunk or confirm the scientific nature of some things that were, have been on Pretty Little Liars. And Andrew, you should tell us your, your bona fides. Or, I don't know, how is that how that's pronounced? Bona fides? Honorific. You, you, should, you, should, you should tell us why you're the right candidate to come on and do some, you know, some real science. He's a scientist. Because I'm a giant dork. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a good reason. <laughs> He's a scientist. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how comfortable Andrew feels in telling us his 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 bona fides. He's a serious dork. Yeah. <laughs> a very serious dork. Um, as you may discover, I'm a professional dork. Let's just leave it. Yeah. At that. Okay. Yeah. Andrew Andrew's a professional dork, uh, and he he gets paid money to do science things. How's that? That's perfect. Okay. So let's uh, let's start with the hologram iPad Pro. All right. <laughs> So which, we, is, which is now a real thing, although it's not a hologram. Yeah. It's just a giant iPad, whatever. Um, yeah, this is, this is a, a post-Tupac at Coachella world. Yeah. So the, what's really funny is um, the computer screen that's in the... Um, there's like this really tacky, poorly put-together computer table that's kind of like a bad prop version of the one in Tron, mm -hmm. um, which is really funny. This um, is in the finale episode yeah which we just watched we just showed andrew this yeah stuff. and um like those have been around for a really long time i'm not sure when the microsoft like surface table came out but it was like a really long time ago and then the predecessor to that was this thing called the react table mm. and that was like this is like you know almost eight years ago at this point so oh, it's okay. really funny because it was like kind of this it's like this throwback prop uh Wait, wait, so what's the React table? Is this sort the of like React early table. versions of a tablet? Yeah, the React table was this really cool thing that was built that um, was kind of like this musical thing. So it was a multi-touch table surface, and it basically was like a projector with a screen and then a computer like inside the table. Um, but the point of it was like you had like these QR codes that were on the bottom of these like little objects that you would put all over the table, and then the, the computer camera would pick up those objects, um, and then you would basically move them around on top of the table to, like, do interesting multi-touch kind of applications. And the only one that I saw that was actually that interesting was uh, this, like, music application hmm. that they built for it. But, like, this technology has been around for, like, a really, really long time. Is that Lemur? Uh, it was actually a little bit before Lemur, yeah. Speak up, Phil. That's that's Phil Nelson. Phil Nelson, uh, we've had him on the podcast before when he failed our Pretty Little Liars quiz. Yeah, proudly. Horribly. I still know the same amount about 
Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> which is enough to do our theme music. <laughs> so that's good enough for me. Um, Andrew, tell us about the random numbers that are under uh, Charlotte's stock portfolio. <laughs> oh, that was really funny. So there's like a bunch of IP addresses. And also, I should be clear, this is supposed to be like the future, but they're like IP v4 addresses not ipv6 addresses uh, where are um, ip where ipv4 where when, when do those come from uh like the origins of the internet oh <laughs> so circa uh the 80s uh, yeah wow. but we're we're just switching now to ipv6 right yeah. okay so uh and then next to it is like a really funny it's like some really basic floating point map um and that's about it. Yeah, it looks like someone's like like you said, someone's figuring out their uh, their their like, groceries. Yeah, somebody's like calculating their their like a tip. <laughs> <laughs> a tip for murder. <laughs> well, the the one equation is really funny because it's one point oh times ten, which is ten <laughs> minus six. So it's four. It's <laughs> really the answer is four. She um, needs this supercomputer table. So there's one thing that I was thinking about uh, as I was thinking about this episode for the quadrillionth time, which is um, you have, and I think that we tried to bring this up with Mark a little bit, and Mark didn't really want to talk about it. I think that there's something that, that another connection that the, the show draws is between geniuses and being crazy. Right. Um... I mean, you could arguably say that Spencer's a genius, but she's not crazy. Although she is, uh, she's like borderline crazy. She sure. seems like she's kind of just barely keeping it together sometimes. And then you have Mona, who is probably crazy. Definitely crazy. Yeah. So, Andrew, you spend time around a lot of really smart people. Do they, <laughs> do they seem crazy most of the time? Do you feel like they're going to go out and murder their parents slash terrorize everyone in town? I mean, like, I, I don't think I've ever met any homicidal people. Um, that you know of. That I know of. Uh, I don't know. Except for Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, 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 we have, so we have Sarah, who's sitting next to Phil. Hi. Uh, Sarah is long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> and not actually homicidal. Hey, guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah. at the moment, <laughs> that we know of. Please don't be homicidal. <laughs> Sarah's a fan of Pretty, of the show. Um, Sarah, did you start watching Pretty Little Liars before you listened to us or after? Uh, after, actually. All right. So we hooked one adult person <laughs> to Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. We did skip season five. Well, That's good. That's okay. And you got all of your plot synopses from us. Yeah. Which were very fractured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went back and watched, like. I binge-watched on Netflix. Oh, binge-watching. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, that answers it. So we, yeah. we had some other technical... So so smart people, not crazy. That's settled. I mean... Sometimes. A lot, often socially awkward, but um, not like... I don't know. That, that's not really a fair question to make generalizations about smart I don't, think, like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't actually think Spencer is crazy. I think she's privileged and has impulse control problems and like an, an addictive personality and she's super smart. So Okay. Well, yeah. That's a good rating. Okay. What about, we had some more technical questions. How about the right. chips that the girls get implanted with and um, 
Charlotte's just tracking them on her phone. Um, so <laughs> now I know why you invited me to be on the show. So I have a chip <laughs> yeah, implanted in my hand, um, <laughs> like an old RFID chip. Um, I mean, it is. There are certain types of RFID that can do um, kind of long distance tracking. Um, I don't know if you folks heard. I'm not super into sports, but I did kind of geek out on this. Like the NFL has embedded RFID kind of trackers into all the players this year, so that they really? can track where they are on the field and like oh my get all these like, like really that. interesting stats from them. Wow. And so it is That's possible to use the basic of RFID is not. It's 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 not really one technology. It's like a whole classification of technology. So wait wait a minute. All the players in the NFL were like, "Yeah, you can put a computer chip in me. No, no, no. It's <laughs> That's like fine. It's, it's like in their equipment. equipment. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they all got like chips embedded in their. Okay. Equipment. Yeah, <laughs> that, that didn't sound like that, was, yeah. that didn't sound like that was going to work out. Okay, continue, continue. Anyway, cough. Um, yeah, cough harder. And so there are types of RFID that can be used for like long distance tracking purposes, and then there's also like GPS, which is. You know, if you're going to track anything over a really long distance, like, that's, that's like, in some ways preferable. And then there's also things like differential GPS, which can be used indoors and things like that. Um, so it is entirely possible, but um, the type of stuff that can be used over really long distances hasn't been sufficiently uh, miniaturized yet to be able to be embedded within a human unless it would be, like, really awkward. Right. So, so they did have bumps in their necks. They did all notice that there was someone who put in a substantial... Right, but yeah, item. it would be, like, bigger than that. Okay, so like a cell phone size. <laughs> not not quite a cell like phone. Like an entire iPhone. Like, but bigger than, like, you know, a grain of rice, like what's in my hand. Right. Yeah. So how did you get that into your hand? Um, Aliens. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> um, I, oh, I bought... I, <laughs> There's also a dog on this podcast. Gil Gilbert the dog who just... Say hi, Gilbert. Good boy. Good boy. He's licking me. Okay. That's good. Okay, sorry. Um, anyway, I so I, I just bought the equipment online that they use to embed like cats and dogs like oh. with RFID tags. And I And now you all have them. <laughs> and now I have one in my hand. But I did this when I was in college and I was stupid and it was a bad idea. I don't recommend it. Wait, so but like how did sorry, how did you actually get it in inside? Um, you like use this, it comes with this injector and it looks like a really big syringe and you slide it into your hand, into like the fat of your hand and then you press this, like you pull on this, uh, sort of squeeze trigger and then it pushes the RFID chip into your hand. Oh man. And it hurt a lot. Uh, yeah. I can imagine. Um, so, uh. Something that, oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just going to comment that Andrew's a cyborg. <laughs> that, that was the extent of my comment. Um, something that we were talking about before the podcast, the show talks about blue snarfing. Now, which is a thing, but it's not called blue snarfing. Well, no. It, so there's a couple different things. One, like the general term for like Bluetooth hacking is blue snarfing, but there's like a bunch of different tools that are used. One of them like refers to blue snarfing, but then there's also um, like there's a really awesome like Bluetooth modem that you can get if you live in the United States called a blue smurf that you can use and you can like hook your own antennas up to it for like really crazy stuff. Um, so that's like, that's actually somewhat accurate. Mm. Um, and you can do kind of crazy stuff with blue snarfing. Most phones today aren't super susceptible to it. 
But, you know, a few years ago, when everyone was still carrying around, like, candy bar phones and, like, stuff like that, um, and even some of the older versions of iOS and Android, um, there was, like, a period where, I don't know if you remember, like, all these celebrities were, like, getting their phone books stolen off of their... All that's, like, blue snarfing, and that is, like, a real thing. Um, you can also do really crazy stuff. Like, you can steal a phone's IMEI... Uh, which is like its unique identifier and you can use that as a part of a larger thing to like clone a person's phone so you can like create a, like a second device that's like a clone of the first one on the network like wow. in the wire yeah i guess do they do it, they do it in the wire right? <laughs> have you guys seen the wire no am i the only one who's seen the wire yes oh you've seen the wire hiller oh well they okay wow i'm in a room full of white people and i'm the only one who's seen wire that seems, <laughs> that seems unusual <laughs> Um, there is, uh, there is a point at which, uh, Hannah has in real time as she's looking at her texts, has like texts, a bunch of old text messages erased. Could you easily just like break into somebody's phone and basically erase information like that before their eyes? With blue starfing? Not, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, uh... I don't know. Uh, it would really depend on like the type of phone and the software. And, I don't know. Maybe, but probably not. All right. Um, so you want to talk about holograms? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I want to <laughs> talk about holograms. <laughs> okay, so this is funny. Um, Sarah knows this. Uh, in 2008, is that when it was? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, so in 2008, I actually built a really big hologram thing in Las Vegas for this, like, automotive company, and so I'm somewhat familiar with weird, cheesy holograms. <laughs> wait, wait, what was the hologram? Um, it was for an automotive company, so it was, like, this giant, like, 3D car thing on this, like, stage in Las Vegas at the it Mandalay was, Bay Hotel. It was Tupac driving a big... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, before the, the it was before the Tupac the thing, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and so what we did for that is we built this huge high-tension truss. Um, and basically, the way that I can describe the material, it's, like, the world's most expensive saran wrap. Um, and basically Whoa. what the saran wrap does is it only accepts light at a very specific angle, which is generally 90 degrees. Mm. Um, and so if, or it reflects light at 90 degrees, but there's different versions that reflect light at different angles. And so if light, if you, if light like coming from behind it or on a different angle hits it, um, it'll pass through it, but light on a very specific trajectory will bounce off of it, and then the audience can see it. And that's how the hologram is created. And so we built this giant truss, and it was on a 45-degree angle, and then we had these series of projectors that bounced off of a mirror on the floor and up into the 45-degree angle saran wrap, and that's how we were able to create the, the hologram. Holy and that's how the, Tupac's, that's how the Tupac hologram worked. That's how the, you know, the gorilla's hologram works. Oh. Like, that's how all those holograms It's just work. like the expensive saran wrap? It's basically like, it's an advanced material, but yeah, it's, it looks, like when you're holding it, you're like, fuck, this is just saran wrap. Like, it doesn't look that, like, special. It's just like a piece of, like, is it, it almost feels like Is it as frustrating to handle as saran wrap? <laughs> no, it's, it's more like a, uh, like a... Somewhere in between, like, saran wrap and, like, overhead projector, like, transparency uh, sheets. 
So it's like weird, clear Tyvek kind of. Yeah, thing. and yeah. it's just and yeah, that's all it is. It's not it. It seems very kind of simple, but it does have this special property that makes it possible to make Tupac holograms. <laughs> so uh, technically, despite how it appeared out of nowhere, the holographic screen in Charles's villain room or CeCe's villain room could be this material or what? Well, no. Hannah put her hand through it. No, because that that was so first off there was no projection of any kind that I could just see. Just appeared. Uh just kind of appeared and then the other piece that was weird is like when she put her hand through it it did this like kind of uh like light bloom around her hand or something like that and as far as I know nothing like that exists in nature. Or something yeah. Nature. <laughs> or, yeah, or could. So, in some ways, there's properties that I just we're, we're seeing tech from that's sort of older mixed with tech that is non existent in this wonderful blend of um, disbelief, suspension. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And, and dream logic. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, Which it's like dream, dream logic, logic old technology, <laughs> new technology, and non existent technology. And it's kind of all like right. It's like this pastiche of that, like thrown together from other sci-fi shows. And like Tinder, yeah. Instagram, where you can swipe through photos, <laughs> which, which doesn't exist. Hot or not, that exists. Oh man, hot or not. <laughs> Good old days, man. <laughs> Good old just, days. You just had two choices. Well, I guess that's Tinder now. Just one choice: hot or not. But no personality was involved back in Hot or Not days. Or, like, romantic connections. Yeah. It's just, like, this horrible, mean-spirited grading system. I met the love of my life on Tinder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no comment. She's like, huh? Okay, well, I think that, uh, for the most part, um, totally saps all of my ideas about technology in Prison of Liars. Okay. Can I have you? one more... Oh, and that's, yeah. while we were talking, um, I changed your Wi-Fi web ID to Mr. Poopy Butthole, and the password is no with eight O's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listeners, <laughs> if you want to come to my house, you can. <laughs> if you want to come blue star Dom. <laughs> oh, can confirm, Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's a very high level of maturity happening on the podcast tonight. Join totally works. Well, Mr. Poopy Butthole is to... Uh... Is there an explanation? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, Dave, I don't think you've ever seen the show, but uh, a show that has... Uh, that is probably my most favorite thing to watch on TV right now is Rick and Morty. Oh, sure. Have you heard of Rick and Morty? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. And there's an episode a few weeks ago with a character named Mr. Poopy Butthole. And so it's not just a clever name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it cle is. Clever. <laughs> <laughs> it depends how you define clever. Sure. <laughs> um, so uh, we're still on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at PLGM Podcast. Um, you can star us on iTunes. You should really star us on iTunes. Um this, this week, uh, in Beer We Drank, uh, it, Phil brought over the, uh, a, a New Belgium a sort of um, variety pack. I drank their Slow Ride, which is their new Session IPA, because that's what all the kids are making these days, mm -hmm. Session IPAs. Shut up, Dad. 
I had the 1554 Black Lager, which is just okay. I would prefer it to be a black IPA. Yeah. The Session IPA is pretty good. I mean, I'm New, New Belgium's pretty decent. Um, I Andrew, like the design of their cans. Yeah, and I have a uh, Omission Pale Ale, because I'm a dirty hippie that lives in Portland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gluten-free. Yeah. Woo! And what did, what did you drink, Sarah? I have the Omission, but it's the IPA. Oh, the Omission IPA. Mm -hmm. So, Omission and New Belgium, if you'd like to sponsor our podcast, uh, get a hold of us. Just stop by and pick up some Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got Once one. again, Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> N O O O O O O O O. Until next time. Star us on iTunes, bitches. <laughs>